in this journey, like I've been, like it really exposed my depression and anxiety, but I hate where I'm at and I'm not gonna live my life like this. Hey there, welcome to another episode of This Is My Story. Today's guest, his name is Benjai. He's a good friend of mine, a musician, an artist down in Miami, Florida. And I'm excited about our conversation today because we're gonna get real. We're gonna talk authentic and share some good stories with you. Uh, we exist to bring to light that connection between us, our story, and God and his grand story of love and redemption. Sometimes it can be hard to pull that together and understand it. Well, this conversation will hopefully shed some light into how to find freedom in uh, our thoughts and uh, focus more on the good things around us, the good things in God, our salvation. And so Benja opens up and uh, shares authentic stories about what he's been going through. Before we dive into that conversation, just thank our two sponsors, Christian Healthcare Ministries, an alternative healthcare solution that is biblically based, cost-sharing solution. So check them out. There'll be a link below. My wife and I are a member and have been for 10 years. And Word of Life Ministries in camps, you guys, there is a new link that we're going to drop below. It's a place for you to actually go get a free Bible education. That's right, free from doctors who've been studying theology in the Bible, and they are going to be phenomenal. So if you're looking for a place to just connect to God's Word and you don't know where to start, there's a link below to start there. All right, before we dive into this conversation, I want to make mention of something. If you're looking to discover your story, we have an incredible resource for you that our ministry has created at thisismystory.org. It's called Scarred for Good, uh, Discovering the Goodness of God in Your Story. This is a seven-week series that you can do alone or with a small group. And uh, it's a video-based series that we uh, use a feature film called Miracle Matt. And uh, it's a great way for us to be able to highlight what God is doing in our lives to discover the things that we may not understand or may not see that he's doing in our lives. And so if you're looking for a place to discover your story and build community, learn how to be discipled through your story and also share your faith, this resource is good for you. All right, let's dive into this conversation with Benja. This is a city, bro. Orlando's a, a big town. Yeah, and me, me coming from the cornfield, I thought Orlando was the city. You know what I mean? I'd never yeah. lived in a city until I moved here. And sit, city people have built a calloused layer around them to in order to survive, and I don't like it. You know what I mean? There's such a coldness amongst people interacting with people that it like puts me more in a shell yeah like, damn it damages me more you know um because when people are cold to me i just shy away more because i'm yeah. already introverted so i need someone to be warm to me and i'll be warm right back you know what i mean i'm ready to be warm but if you're cold i'm cold yeah. you know so it's really been hard really been hard man and well i know community whole, community means everything too right yeah, it's a whole testimony because I questioned God really because it's been hell since I got here. And literally, I'm in paradise, a custom home with a studio, offshore boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in my paradise, but I'm like in prison <laughs> and like also like in a massive city, yet still isolated. You know what I mean? And so what I learned is God took took me here to remove all the false grounding that I had kind of built my life on in Orlando from 20 years of building community, 20 years of friendship, 20 years of business. You know, I was doing really well. And I was one of the biggest artists 
in Orlando, you know what I mean? So yeah. I was valued there. I was honored there. Um, and here I'm not honored. Here I'm not valued. Here I'm not loved. Mm. So it hurts. But God is just removing everything so that all I can do is build on him. So it's actually a really cool testimony. It just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Sucks, hey, man. I, I mean, I'm I'm honestly like, sad and sorry that i haven't been that kind of friend you know to you i mean it, it it's tough because you know when we're in that orlando we see each other here and there but then when when you move away it's almost like out of sight out of mind and you know occasionally i think about you listening to music or whatever and um not really realizing man that transition for you was being was so hard he had to strip me of of all my comforts and all my false securities of even good things too, of even good friends he had to strip me of or friends that weren't so much good, you know, influences and stuff like that. Yeah. That was a big piece too. I think God wanted to take me away from just Orlando and some of the, the freedom of like partying I was getting into with people like it was just dumb, you know, yeah. not, not a way that I want to, not the trajectory I want. So that was, that's another piece. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of pieces to it, but it's tough. And it's so dumb because, like, not dumb, but it's so, it's ironic because you look in from the outside and you're like, shut up, dude. You're freaking living the life everyone's dreamed of. You're doing what you love. You're getting paid. You have real estate investments. You have all your hobbies. You have everything. You made a custom home. Yeah, but what's that matter when you have no one to share it with? You know what I mean? Like, and, and God showed me this years, years, years ago. I was somewhere on some beach in, like, Central America. And, like, I went to go get hype or psych up with somebody, you know, get stoked. And, like, no one was there. I'm like, like, what what is life without sharing it? You know what I mean? And going back to your community thing, it's, it's everything. Yeah. Not everything, but it's it's massive. Like, uh, man should not be alone. Yeah. Too long. What, what do you think God's been uh, showing you that's helping you in the process? Are you, are you still kind of feel like you're on the front end of that space or are you kind of journeying more? On yeah. The somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle for sure. Um, in this journey, like I've been, I get really exposed my depression and anxiety because before I could mask it with friends and things to do. And when you're left alone, you're left <laughs> with this, you know, say like, and my mind is crazy. You know, I'm, I'm a highly creative person. So my mind is absolutely nuts. And I've never thought that I had to, I've never been taught or trained that I needed to harness my thoughts or put a leash on my thoughts. I just let them, I let them boys run. You know what I mean? They run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they say like, the average person has like three, 4,000 thoughts a day, but people like you and I have over 30 to 40 thoughts in a single day, which is just, it, it just means that it's playing at a super high rate of speed in our head. Yeah. And then when you add in your subconscious, so that's like something that's rotating around in the back of your mind and your, your brain is like reprocessing things you've heard, seen, said whatever things you've taken in so you have that 
that uh that thing and so that that's what i'm focusing on is like reprogram reprogramming my brain and it's it's the scientific term is neuroplasticity and the scriptural term is take every thought captive <laughs> so yes it's, it's all the same man and and when when whenever i'm feeling like basically you have to learn how to distinguish okay is this is this something that is going to be beneficial or is this something that i need to kill i need to kill this thought this thought is going to snowball and it's not going to go anywhere good you have to start learning how to decipher that and if you can't then obviously you got to get help from the holy spirit or whatever it is yeah but i i I, my blood pressure rises right when I have the wrong thought. You know what I mean? Like I get, I know instantly when it's wrong. So it's like, okay, boom, grab it, inspect it, look at it, figure it out. If, if it literally doesn't need to be there, I'm really trying to like, uh, uh commandly, you know what I'm saying? Trash can. And then if it's something I need to address, then let's address it. You know what I mean? But usually it's just thoughts that it, it, it it's, it's negative. They're, they're lies. They're all, uh, they're lies though. Right. Like it's we've a been thought. Programmed, yeah. We've been programmed to think that way, whether one of our parents spoke to us that way, or we've been around negative people, coworkers, or it's usually it's because you've been around something for years that has made you like that or, or the type of media that you watch, the type of music that you listen to all of that actually, you know, is what makes up your subconscious. Hey, what about uh, this though? What if it's not even so much as the influences but just the innate you know human plight of sin i mean i i feel like well yeah that's i mean that, i think that's the root but i mean the brain is amazing yeah and what's even more amazing is that we can reprogram it so when you learn the power that you have that you don't let that thing go crazy like like your kid or your dog you don't let it do whatever it wants you have to harness it you put a leash on your dog when you cross the street because it's not smart enough to see the oncoming car you know what i mean you put your kid you hold its hand or you hold it when you cross the street whatever like they're not smart enough our thoughts are like that they're just rampant though they're just wild so you have to like father your thoughts yeah hey you know i don't know if you remember this we had coffee i want to say it was maybe right before you moved to miami but i was going through a rough spot and Oh, yeah. I, I think I was venting to you about, you know, just a bunch of this stuff I was complaining about and, you know, and, and really your like way, like the way you, you lead, which is really strong. And like, you're going to say what you're thinking. You said exactly what you're thinking to me, like, bro, you need to get out of your head. You're thinking about yourself too much. And, uh, I remember just kind of giving you pushback and I don't know if I ever called and told you this, but like two or three days later, um, the, the, the phrase that you actually said to me that day at Starbucks was, bro, you need to embrace the good in others. And, and it was like a hard truth because I was going through some hard things with people that I loved and cared about. And, and, you know, there wasn't good that I was focused on. I was all, all bad and negative. And, and, um, two or three days later, I'm in a coffee shop and I'm just in tears, man. I'm looking up at the, I'm, I'm, praying, I'm saying, God, you got to help me, you know, where are you at in these relationships and these struggles that I'm going through. And, um, as I'm starting to cry in this coffee shop, which I've never even been to in Orlando and an older lady comes up, she's like, are you okay? You know, I noticed you were crying and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just dealing with some stuff. And she walks away. And then I kind of just lean back on, on the back of the booth in this, in this coffee shop. And I just said, God, please give me a sign. Like, 
what do you want to say to me? And bro, I'm not even kidding. When I looked up at the, at the ceiling in this restaurant, there were hundreds of these signs about a foot and a half by eight inches that just said big, bold letters, embrace the good in others. <laughs> and immediately I was I just taken. Yeah. I was just taken back. I was like, yeah. gosh, you know, and it was almost like God affirmed what you were saying to me about how to take action over these thoughts in my life, because my thoughts were, were, were spinning me out of control too, and causing me to have to be lifeless in some sense, right? Like you can have Christ and, and no have life, but still not be full of it. And uh, man, in that moment, bro, I was, I just broke down with joy, tears of joy, tears of sorrow. And in one moment turned to joy as like, God just affirmed me in his word, which below the verse uh, that below that statement had the verse Philippians four, eight. So immediately I knew it, but I went to it on my phone, on my, on my Bible, on my phone. And I just sat there in that, that verse, uh, whatever's holy, whatever's good, whatever's praiseworthy, you'll think about these things. And I just started doing it with every friend that I was, you know, every relationship I was kind of struggling with in that moment, I just started embracing all of these great things about each one of them, thanking God for them, thanking God for my wife, because Emily and I were struggling. And Brent, it was like, it killed, it killed all of that. In a moment's time, it literally put all of those pieces back together because I had just realized that I was the root cause of so much of it, right? Um, so I would ask you, you know, what have, have you seen the Lord work in, in you and in, in this season while you're on this journey? Like what, what were some of those moments for you or what have they been for you? There's little victories here and there. And I, I think anybody that struggles with depression or negativity, like I do, you really need to acknowledge the small victories and me being like a high level entrepreneur, you know, very driven. Uh, depression is like the direct enemy of that. So when you don't get things done, you go deeper into depression. But when you get things accomplished, it drives you more and you just start becoming a beast. But it's like yeah. one or the other. So I think, you know, with what I deal with, I've learned to celebrate small things. Yeah. Uh, but I've always put this intense pressure on myself. Um, and I think that comes a lot from like your upbringing, your parents. Um, yeah. You know, my dad always he was strict and tough and definitely had high expectations and and that that transferred right into me so i'm i'm tough i have high expectations you know i mean like i'm exactly the same trying to navigate that with grace is is hard um but there's definitely victories man i've seen so much growth in my life and i even i want to find my journal because i even because like the whole lockdown season was like crazy. You know, the isolation season, like I literally finished my uh, renovation like a month before lockdown, bro. So like I came here and spent a whole year with my head down and saw covered in sawdust and tile dust and whatever other kind of dust and lead, lead paint dust. Cause this is an old home. So, you know, I was, <laughs> Deal with all kinds of old, old toxic things. So whole year, like, all right, I'm gonna put my head down. Once I get done, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be social. I'm gonna make myself be social, and try to meet people. Cause I was ignorant and just thought that I, I had, I knew enough acquaintances down here that I thought I would be kind of welcome and embraced more. But Miami's so big and so fast. Like, I don't even blame anybody for that. It's just the culture of Miami. Like. 
and people stay in their sections because it takes so long to get places. So like literally I, all the people I knew and kind of was hoping would, uh, like build a community around. Yeah, exactly. Like I wasn't worried at all because of that, but it, that just wasn't the reality because right when my house gets done and I'm ready to start venturing out, boom, lockdown, uh, everything shut down curfews, like end of the world type stuff. So it was real negative in my mind, but after a year after the lockdown, like I went and, and I, I've been really trying to battle this depression and anxiety. So one, one, one common way, one very basic elementary way to combat it. And it's not just people that deal with this. I think everybody should do it, but like a gratitude journal, um, that that's something that reprograms your brain too. You know what I mean? The more grateful you are and you can start getting grateful thoughts in your, in your subconscious. That's when like you wake up happy. You know what I mean? That's like when you're, you're, you're vibrating high and you're, and you're grateful and that's where you want to be. But I, I was just amazed at like all the things that I accomplished because of COVID, like because of COVID, I started editing my own music videos. Finally, you know, two years before that I started shooting them. You know what I mean? But because of COVID I started editing and now I, now actually right now I'm working on coloring. I color grade now too. So like that, that's just one thing. Oh, let me go through some list. Um, this was last year. So I had a new album with six music videos. I did all that during COVID. That's crazy. Um, shooting at it. Uh, I trained up one of my buddies to be my shooter. You know what I'm saying? Cause I can't shoot myself. So like that was a cool thing to be able to give him a skill that now he's using and making money doing. Yeah, that's you cool. I mean? Yeah, that's bringing somebody awesome. along and, and honing their craft and teaching them. Yep. Um, I told you via text like <clears throat> I've been living off my own wild game for like since I moved here, where it's fish, deer, or boars. So like that's a a goal, and I'm so happy that I'm doing that. Um, during COVID, I got my first offshore boat, you know what I'm saying? Like my dream to be able to go off and go fishing and um, my new church, Vu, down here. I love my church. I love my pastor. I love everything about the church. Um, it's just been such a blessing to me. And then, you know, a couple other other friends that God is, God does sprinkle in people to like he when he knows like I'm really need need somebody like he'll bring them along you mentioned earlier your parents i mean we haven't dove into your music at all but um maybe take us through take my audience because i'm introducing you to probably a lot of new people but um love to have you share with them who you are what what you've been into and how you got into music and you know why you're passionate about music so i was playing college football and got into a car accident and um it based that car accident was basically taking away my opportunity to play football. So it made me search my soul on what was next because I didn't even want to go to college for real. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I had the opportunity to play football. So I, I knew that was my opportunity to play football because ain't going to come later on in life. Right. Yeah. And it was, a, um, football was a passion of yours though. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I wanted to go to the league, man. Yeah. But uh God had different plans and, so when I got taken, it really wasn't hard for me to know what I was going to pursue. Music was 
such a, a, a driving force in my life, even though like at that moment I wasn't high level anything, you know what I mean? Musically just had it in me. So, you know, that's when I moved to Orlando to study audio engineering. And then that's where that started. So my music career started all behind the scenes, you know, kind of engineer um, from engineer to producer. That's who makes the music from producer to writer who writes the melodies, the lyrics, and then eventually became the artist. Hey, so what about your, you know, your audience and your heart for your audience? Because I know you were, you started out in Christian music and to secular music. Yeah, but it's been a journey and having a, um, a super diverse fan base is unique because, yeah, like you said, I started out in the Christian hip hop scene and then kind of transitioned to the mainstream world. Um, so, yeah, I have everything, like, yeah. literally, like from hardcore church people to probably people that wouldn't step in a church and then every race, too, you know what I mean? Um, which yeah. has been a desire of mine to make music that touches more than just one group of people that's the fusion that i've always tried to make with how i make the music you know how i produce it the different rhythms that i bring in from different things or chord structures or even melody cadences you know what i mean like i'm just highly you know influenced by culture from all over the world and and i love it and i love i mean because because at the end of the day Every culture, every human's made the image of the Lord, and there's beauty in every culture, and there's beauty in every culture's art. And I've loved that I've been able to kind of take where I where I feel inspired, and then make what I make, so that as many people can feel it as possible. You know what I mean? I'm so glad you said that because it literally it backs up like what God told me and why I got the peace to kind of leave the church in terms of making it for the church is he, he told me that you're a seed planter. Don't try to be everything else. Yeah. You're not the, the weeder you're, or the irrigator or you're not the harvester. You're the seed planter, bro. So you're the first one to break into these people's hard heart with dope art, dope music, you know, and a brand that will, draw them in and not like feel like it's joel Osteen or something you know what i mean like it's something well, more well, inviting i would say not even that but i would just say you genuinely care for your audience oh yeah I texted your mom before we started i said hey i'm jumping on with benjamin um do you have any questions that you would want to ask him and <laughs> she actually she said i'd love to see what he thinks about community and i thought we had a great talk about community i mean to me that community and belonging is the greatest need in, in the world, right? It's like what we all seek and, and we look for it in every way. And I love that we touched on that. Uh, your mom did ask what was a guiding verse that you've, you've seen God use in your life to encourage you and keep you on the path. You said it, bro. Whatever is. Yeah. That, that is, I just wrote a song about it. I've, I've, I've wanted to write a song about that verse for years and I finally did. And I haven't done it because I knew it was probably going to be kind of like a worship song. And I've wanted to actually start writing worship. So it is it is a worship song. I don't know if it'll be for me. Um, might be for a different artist. That's sick. Um, I love that. Yeah, but it's just, 
it's whatever it is. Think on these things, you know, like if, if it's not righteous, if it's not lovely, if it's not pure, you know, if it's not uplifting, then don't think on them. If it is, then think on these things. That, that verse is just, it. I mean, the, the stuff is elementary. So I've, I've overlooked it for years. I've like, eh. Yeah, me too. Your, your, your thoughts. What do, we got, what do we got to worry about my thoughts for? Thoughts are good. What do you mean? You got a good brain. <laughs> no, my brain's terrible. My thoughts are terrible. And they run rampant like a wild kid that just ate 10 cupcakes. You know what I mean? Like nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you're at a place where you recognize it now. A lot of people still aren't. Right. And But what it took is hitting... I didn't hit rock bottom, but damn near rock bottom, bro. Like you hit that, like when, when God takes away every platform you're standing on, you just keep falling and falling and falling. All of a sudden you're like on your back looking up at God. And so that's your choice. What are you going to turn to? And in these last two years, bro, I've read about 10 books on like depression and anxiety and healing and spiritual warfare and I'm getting deep into this. Why? Because I, I want to grow. If you want to experience th- something you've never experienced, you got to do things you've never done. This is not what I, I don't really love studying this, but I hate where I'm at. And I'm not going to live my life like this. So I'm doing everything that it takes. And literally, I think that I could be a counselor for anybody struggling with depression or anxiety, because I can, yeah. I, I just, I'm so versed on it now. And like, I've been dealing with it my, most of my life, you know what I mean? And then hit it all time low in these last two years because of, of God removing my everything false. Yeah. Whatever I was standing on music is a counseling method. I mean, yeah. People are coming to listen and to, to gain something because they're hurting. I mean, it's the one thing that they probably are doing a lot of to take that step to get healing. And in your songs, you know, through your own story and your journey, you're actually providing that God's using that in powerful ways to get people, you know, sometimes maybe just take that first step. Like you said, you're, you're planting seeds yeah, um, and you're planting huge seeds to so many people's hearts that are out there on YouTube. They're out there listening to all sorts of music and you're the one place maybe that they're coming to that has a, a sense of hope within the lyrics and, and, you know, at least I know that your story is being shared with what God's done in your life. And, you know, you have to believe and encourage and tell yourself that same thing all the time as you continue to reproduce and produce new things that God is using you in people's lives that may never, ever come into the church or, or hear this hopeful message of God. And yep. well, my final question to you, man, is on you finding the love of your life. Hey. <laughs> I prayed for you. I've hoped for you, wished for you. I know so many people have, and you know, how's, how's that journey going for you? And yeah, it's, it's a journey. Um, I, uh, I'm, you know, a lot of mixed emotions and the Lord has really been speaking to me. So within this last two years, I've had four of my best friends go through divorces and three of them were extremely nasty, long drawn out, tons of money with lawyers kids involved nasty god told me oh you're lonely would you rather be going through this and i just like went to my knees and thanked him that he saved me because he saved me from a potential divorce because of what i needed to learn like through my friends and and learning from their mistakes 
um, through my mistakes with other relationships, through, through so many things. So I, I no longer am like, feel bad for myself. I'm happy because I have friends losing their houses, losing their businesses, losing their kids. You know what I mean? Like God knew that I wouldn't be able to handle that. I wouldn't, I don't think I would be able to handle a divorce. Um, so things like that, it's beautiful. So my mindset, I'm just staying positive. Um, in terms of anybody on the radar, nope. Um, I'm just staying focused and keep my head down, but also like, you know, it, it, yeah. Well, what I love about you, man, is that you're pressing into the season. And I think anybody who's listening, no matter where they're at, can have some conviction about that. It's a good question. Oh, bro. Are you, are we, are we having a, are we having the right perspective of our current struggle or our current place in life or our priorities in line? But secondly, are we looking for something else somewhere else um, before we're actually like trained up or we've grown at the place that God has us right now? And I think that that's been great testimony of me observing your life as your friend of watching you, even like, as you desire to get married, like you didn't dive into that with other relationships because you didn't feel called, you didn't have peace and you trusted the Lord. And through that, to hear you talk about that now, just, just that perspective of saying, God, you've done so much in my life to keep me from the potential of having a divorce. And all those years when I wanted to be married, now I'm seeing a great faithful hand that you have for me. Yes. It's amazing, bro. It's amazing. Like so many times it's hard. We, we look at the grass on the other side and we think it's greener, but then a lot of times people don't arrive at the place where you're at to say, man, God, you've been here. This has been you all along. My pastor just released this book called single and secure. And yeah, it's kind of for a single person, but it's, it's for the married person too. Cause it's like, if you're not right, healthy, spiritually mentally physically helps too because yeah. that's part of you know that's everything yeah. it's all connected Mind, body, soul. um how 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 could you have a healthy relationship if you are not healthy because any issue you have in a relationship gets exposed and amplified so <laughs> you know that 100%, 100%. you know that very hey, well you know we've been married 18 years dude and just yesterday, I was just talking to Emily about just some things in our lives and our marriage that I'm I'm excited to see God continue to refine, to to make better and to, you know, to weed out things that maybe we have between us. And yeah, I'm excited about uh, your album that's going to come out. I'll drop a link in in our description on here just for your single and and all yeah. the rest of what I mean, just BenjaMusic.com is the website, and that has. I'll always put my newest videos and then links for the album. So that's a good like hub to know what's going on and what's recent. What well, any last words, man? Worship music. I didn't talk about this and I know we're ending. So this will be the last thing, but that was something I used uh, to combat the enemy was I was just bathing myself in worship and gospel music. Gospel too, which is very unique because gospel is written from a different standpoint. Um, and a lot of times gospel music is more encouraging because it, it's it's talking about coming out of the hole or, you know, coming out of the storm or it, it's for someone that's struggling. And it, and worship and gospel music really did help me. What What's a couple of the bands and artists that you like? I love Maverick City. Oh, um, yes. 
they're they're good in terms of like a fusion and blend of gospel and worship and and cultures blending like to me they're probably doing the best no other way to really start the day unless we just sit quietly with the lord and and just say man just bathe me like you said just wash over me with your presence because like you've got to renew my mind the best way to renew my mind is to stop thinking and just dwell on the spirit and uh, i've been practicing that man it's something i try to do every day in my office no one else here but me yep all right, guys, that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for tuning in to Benjamin Al's conversation. I learned so much and I hope you've been encouraged. If you have any questions or you're going through anxiety, have depression, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to offer you any resources or ministry that we can. Uh, we all know that we struggle and no one's perfect, as you heard from Benja. So check out his music. There'll be some links down below as well. And share and like this video if you haven't done so already. Subscribe. We'd love to have you join our community. And uh, remember, your story matters. Boom! <laughs>